Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Some Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. And with me, as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Yeah. I mean, the accuracy of that statement, the accuracy yeah, that statement is, uh, you know, it's been flawed for a little bit now, but uh, especially today. Yeah. Hey, most of the time he's with you every time. Exactly. That's right. And also joining us, a man who has been bumped up in the podcast power rankings of reliability, the legend himself, Lavender Goose. <laughs> a man who's here a eh, majority of the time, you know, more than 50% counts. Hey. Oh, no, it's way more than that. It's the vast majority. That. <laughs> Except we don't count that entire year you where you didn't show up. But that doesn't that doesn't count, bro. That's a hiatus. That. Okay. Yeah, that was a hiatus. Hiatus. Bro. Anyway, uh. I wish you two, as today right now is August 14th, a happy National Creamsicle Day. I haven't had a creamsicle in a long time. Shits are delicious. And for those of you who will be listening to this tomorrow on August 15th, I wish you a happy National Leathercraft Day. All right, sure. Also, those of you who are listening to this podcast on Thursday. Oh, that's right. Go ahead and uh, send Mike a little happy birthday. Because my man, right. it's a big one. He's turning 50. So it's oh important to give him the, uh, you know, as, this is a big one. And as I'm turning 50, I think it's only right that you send me 50 bucks to my Venmo, M.E. Sanchez 17. That seems fair. That is reasonable. It's Mike. Only turn- turns 50 once. Exactly. On. He's only going to turn 50 this one time. Next and year he's gonna ask maybe 50 a few, and maybe a few more times after this, depending on how many people send me money. Exactly. Maybe we should say you're turning seventy five. They jacked up the Hulu price, oh, the Hulu cost of Hulu, bro. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> Disney's getting incredible. more expensive. My dude, how quickly, Mike, would we be canceling Disney Plus if we weren't splitting it among four people right now? Honest question. Pretty, pretty quickly, man. Like I'm um, talking, like we would have had that conversation three seconds after we saw that headline. Like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> those Marvel shows are not good enough to warrant that type of price exactly to pay no, by anymore. myself yeah it's it's i didn't expect espn plus to be infinitely more useful than disney plus let's put it that way all right um all right boys and girls um yeah, mark made it back in time for ufc 292 this man only works pay-per-views okay that's what's happening he only works pay-per-views mm-hmm. Sorry, Joe Rogan. Scale, you know exactly um UFC 292-292 coming to you from the TD something? TD Garden. TD Garden in Boston, where the Celtics lose. Um, headline by Sean O'Malley taking on Aljamain Sterling. That's right. The teacher's pet is getting a title shot. Let's see how this goes for him. Um, co-main event, Zhang Li taking on Amanda Lemos. A lot of people thought... Hey, man, we should book those two Chinese fighters at the top of the rankings against each other. And the UFC's like, nah, man, let's tempt fate. Let's have her fight a Brazilian Tasmanian devil in the middle there and see how that goes. Um, so we'll see. 
talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about Ian Machado Gary taking his time away from being kind of a dick to fight Neil Magny on short notice. Uh, Marlon Vera, Pedro Munoz. Don't know what the fifth fight on pay-per-view is because we lost Cody Garbrandt and um, Mario, sure Bart- one, Mario Batista. Oh, that's which, a shame. Uh, quite frankly, sounded like a really good fight. Uh, those of us who think highly of Mario Batista thought really serving uh, Cody Garbrandt up here a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Cody got hurt, and um, we'll see what's next. We also lost Rob Font and Song Yadong because they had to save that other card uh, by pulling Rob Font off of this one, which I, I understand that was a main event, Mark, but Rob Font from Boston seemed like a really good fight, him and Song Yadong. Yeah, that would have been a great... Yeah, I mean, when they announced this pay-per-view, I think that was one of the... That was one of the fights they announced. Yeah, I think, early on. I was right? like, "Yeah, With let's fucking go." Aljamain. <laughs> yeah, and it was good, but you know they, you know they got to shuffle the deck every now and then. Exactly. Um, especially when we got a card every three hours. Um, yep. But Chris Weidman makes his return from having his leg snapped into uh, a really a moment the MMA gods have been waiting for for I think about ten years, roughly. When did Anderson uh, get his leg broke? Around twenty twelve. You know, maybe twenty thirteen. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> Has it been that long since Weidman yeah. uh, injured himself? Well, I think he's been out for about a year. I'm saying that uh, the, the, the MMA God struck back after he broke Anderson's leg. Yeah, came yeah. first soccer. Exactly. And now Uriah Hall's got to be like, oh boy. Uriah, if I'm Uriah <laughs> Hall, <laughs> I'm taking only <laughs> striking. I'm, o- I'm only boxing. We're only doing bare knuckle, okay? That's all Uriah Hall's doing. Um, but yeah, um, other stuff's happening in this card. Um, two UFC washouts are going to fight for the... Like the tournament is that really did, I, did whoever do this do this accurately? Is Austin Hubbard and Kurt Hollibo the the main the, those guys are fighting for the Ultimate Fighter? Yes, they are. Okay, uh, two for two failed UFC fighters who didn't fail in the UFC not that long ago are back to fight for the winner of this reality TV show. And this is part of the so the finals of the show are going to be on the prelims of this pay per view. I think it's just wow. it's just one fight though, right? It's just this one. Or is there another one announced? I guess, yeah, I haven't been I haven't been keeping up. It's just it, it, was I that season this shitty? It's only ten fights on this card right now on Wikipedia. I know. We're, let's yeah, say we let's like, say we find Mario Batista an opponent. Uh, just saying, like two of these people have to like. But Bob, do you recall how they done a finale where it wasn't like its own little dumb event? I, I mean. Have they done a fucking rea- a version of the show where they said two guys are going to fight, but then they weren't even signed to fight each other? No, and now we're they, all going to believe they're really going to fight still? Had yeah, it, they definitely had it where the finale is just on another card, but it, it's never been this low. Yeah, no one cares. I just want to say uh, the card no. next week really rules. But we'll get to that. Uh, maybe we'll mention that later on. But fuck, man. Zombie, Holloway, Ryan Spann, Anthony Smith, Talia Santos, Aaron Blanchfield. The shit rules. This card could have used some of that. Not that this one's necessarily bad. I'm pretty into the top three fights, even though Neil Magny... It's top-heavy. Even though Neil Magny has about 10 more minutes of notice that he's fighting than we did. So, you know, we'll see from there. Um, UFC 292, though, uh, before we talk to that, that we're going to talk about, uh, real briefly, this UFC card from this past Saturday. Um... Vicente Luque, Rafael Dos Anjos, um, Marcus didn't really, I mean, we don't have to dive too much into this, quite frankly, because there was no fans. 
they didn't want you to care. They don't care. Neither do we. But uh, I thought Dos Anjos looked a little old. I thought this, that was my worry, that eventually Dos Anjos looks old. That was my take on it. Your take on it was that Luke he thought looked pretty good with the grappling, quite frankly. Um, well, I think it was it was a lot of, it, it, we see this every now and then, we're like, there, someone had a game plan. Mm -hmm. They were able to initiate that game plan, but it backfired and they had no backup. And that was RDA. Like his whole plan here was, I mean, one, what, why I don't think he looked old. And this is probably because he's fighting at welterweight where he's naturally more of a lightweight. Like he was much faster than Luke. Yeah. I thought Luke looked a little old and slow in there. And that could be the discrepancy in the weight. Like I thought his strikes looked a little more plodding. I thought you could see them coming a little bit more. Dos Anjos looked very quick on his feet, but the whole problem was like his game plan was put pressure, throw a couple punches, get into a grappling grappling exchange. The game plan was that, that's kind of what down, the, the, that's out. what RDA's game plan has kind of been ever since he stopped being mm -hmm. the buzzsaw. I mean, he kind of just fights one way, it seems like, you know? Like, this is it at this point. Yeah. The, the problem is, is then when Luke did not get taken down, because he was so much bigger, he was able to transition in those clinch exchanges, get up against the cage, and kind of win rounds that way. Um, there wasn't a backup plan. In the corner, told him like dude when you're getting off first you're landing you're landing on this dude you're beating him in the striking you need to do that to win the fight and he couldn't right he kept going to these grappling exchanges he kept failing at them um and then uh luke was able to get him down a couple times so yeah overall it was just one of these yeah. things where it's like he needed to make some adjustments and he did yeah, and luke had a brain bleed or something happened and he had to get cleared well, by some doctors to fight again and i was reading that and i was just like and before I wagered money on this fight, and I'm just like, I'm just going to go ahead and take the guy who's not, doesn't have a brain bleed. Seems like the right choice there. Um, sure. Was not, though. Luke, big win for him, man. Hadn't fought since, I think, at least a year, I want to say. Um, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. The booth mentioned multiple times, like, he's, Luke has been around for a long time in the UFC. This was only his second main event. So it was kind of good that he got the time in and got the rounds, but he also did gas in that fifth round in, well, in RDA. Like, he, he was on a run, to, to bro. It, but. He was on a run there. Remember? Like, remember yeah. like, he was on, he won a bunch in a row. Then he lost to Wonder Boy, and that was like a bloody affair. Then he won a bunch more, and then he lost to Bilal and Jeff Neal, which are not like, mm -hmm. those are not bad losses at all. Those are two very good fighters, you know? No. I think the Jeff Neal one maybe doesn't, is, I mean, those are not two as good. Like, but I mean, he's yeah, not, these he's are not, title I mean, contenders, yeah. and Jeff Neal, I think, is on the come. I mean, his losses sure, in the yeah. UFC. I mean, he lost the. I, we always talk about this with Luke. He lost the finale fight, I guess, or whatever, on that weird team version of the Ultimate Fighter. He lost to some guy named Michael yeah. Graves. But then, besides that, he is fifteen and four in the UFC, and the losses yeah. are oh. Leon Edwards, champ. Leon Edwards. I mean, uh, uh, Stephen Thompson, title contender. Bilal Muhammad. He should get a title shot, for being honest with ourselves. Yeah, right and then there. Jeff Neal, top 10 fighter. You know, that was right. not a great one. Absolutely. That was, you know, that was not the best one. But the worst thing we can say about you is you lost to a top 10 fighter. Like, you know. Yeah. He's only 31, which, I mean, that whole thing about the brain bleed was kind of scary to think about, too, Mike. Like, this guy's only 31. I know he's had, like, 33 pro fights, but, like, he's only 31. This is not a good time to hear, like, hey, man, this might be it. You know, you know they ain't paying well enough for this guy to be like, oh, it's okay. I save money and I can retire. And what's really scary is that something like a brain bleed, that's not really something that's associated with either being young or being old. That's just that's just some scary shit to hear, man. Yeah, that's called I took damage. That's what it sounds like. Quite frankly, they, I mean, the doctors say you can fight. Cool. And, you know, 
Which doctors is what I would like to know. Just putting that out there. Which commission? But uh, anyway, man, RDA is uh, man. Mikey's our age. Um, so you know, I need to not be reminded of you know athletes who we consider ancient now, who are like our age them. or younger. All of them, unless they're a heavyweight MMA fighter. There's no, there's no happiness in this thing, man. John Jones is carrying it for us at this point, and I think John Jones is younger than both of us, to be honest. He is. I think he's thirty-four oh. or thirty-five. That's that's rough. Um, okay. Um, co-main event. Man, I say this as someone who loves Cup Swanson. I think everybody loves Cup Swanson. Cup Swanson has given us everything he could we could ever ask from him in this sport. Uh, he didn't win that fight. Cup Swanson said I didn't win that fight. Uh, those of us in the those of us in the gambling community appreciated Cup Swanson's honesty. Uh, ultimately, it did not matter for me because I had RDA in this parlay. But Mike. There was a stretch there until like round three of the RDA fight where I was so pissed. I was so pissed. <laughs> no, I was then around the third round of the RDA fight. I'm like, okay, well, he's not going to win either. Um, I thought Akeem looked good, man. I thought Akeem looked good for the two rounds before uh, Cup put it on him a little bit in the third, but he deserved to win that fight. He's a young guy, man. That was, again, I like I like Cup Swanson, and I think it's a joke that he's fighting in front of no fans. Honestly, at this stage in his career, you know, he had his wife there, um, Kenda Perez, who. Remember that show that she used to host, Mark? The um, the one about Pride. It was like Best of Pride or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, she yeah, hosted that. that. But they got like twin boy or twin like twin twins and a another son too, and like the kids are all there, and it was all sweet to see and stuff. But you know, but the guy didn't win the fight, so got to feel for Akeem a little bit there. Now I've been making this joke, Mike, about Chris Dalkus for a hot minute here. Okay. <laughs> How they just give Chris down. They just got this guy used to his white dude who used to be a police officer. Hell, he probably still is a police officer. UFC doesn't pay. Okay. And the UFC keeps booking him against giant black dudes who have now, he's been knocked out four, four times in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Four times in is a it, row. Is it four times in a row, or is it he's been knocked out by four black dudes four times in a row? Like, have we sprinkled in a Caucasian in there to get him a W? His record against non-black dudes in the UFC is 4-0. His record against black dudes is 0-4, okay? He's on a four-fight losing streak getting clubbed by black dudes, all right? These are not that close either, okay? I mean, when Curtis Blaze, who just wrestles dudes, puts you down two by knockout, that's the only one he made it to the second round. Darkest. The other one's... Dawkins sounds a, a bit like a segregationist based off that. If I'm him, if I'm his manager, I'm just like, if the UFC gives him another shot, it's just like, yo, man, can, can I get? He wants, Chris Dawkins wants no blacks in the loser's corner. <laughs> He's got a color swatch out, like the family guy meme. <laughs> Not darker than this. Uh, um, uh, he's darker than this paper bag. Winner circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four straight losses, Marcus, after four straight wins in the UFC. All jokes aside, I mean, he went down to light heavyweight to try to fix whatever the last thing was. And Khalil Roundtree looks like he's carved <laughs> of granite. What do we do? Give this guy another uh, Give this guy another fight or what? I mean, it's the UFC. Although... I mean, yeah, it's not like he's top billing or he has a big draw, I think, necessarily. So. I don't know, but it's also, you know, light heavyweight needs bodies. So, you yeah, know, I, I, the... I, uh, were you on the show when I said this is the worst division in the sport? 
Uh, I don't think I think that was the first week. Yeah, it is the worst division they got. Not counting women's bantamweight's pretty bad too, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I, I think what's interesting is that at least it, there's a, a kind of a carousel going around of like potential contenders and challengers. I think's interesting because I, I think that the division, I think the, the, the division for me is always kind of stagnant when there's just a dominant champion. And once Jones got out of there, it has been kind of a rotating door of, you know, we had Jamal Hill, Glover, Jan, Yuri. I just don't think and these guys are like, I think these guys all have giant deficiencies in their game. That are like no one of them should be champion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I see what you're saying. Like, I think on a skill level, you can look at a lot of these guys. Like, well, a lot of them have yeah holes or aren't super complete. Or let me tell you, you uh, heavyweights being propped up by one dude, ability wise, it is John Jones. I mean, that's not fair. There's a couple other young dudes in there. I take it back entirely. Light heavyweights just. I like Yuri and Jamal Hill's a fine fighter when he's not angry that people talk about his shit talking. Um, it's weird. But I think uh, there's still interesting fights at the top of light and heavyweight that I want to see happen, and I find that intriguing. But I, I can agree with you, like on a skill level, like I mean, Alex yeah, Burris don't have guys still like, is like a rudimentary grappler. He's about to buy for another championship. It's just a wild concept to me. Sure. Um, Khalil Roundtree, man, that's what you do, man. When you fight a guy you're way better than, that's what you're supposed to do. And that is four straight wins for him. Three of them finishes. If I'm Khalil Roundtree, I'm 33 years old. It's uh, it's nut cutting time, man. You gotta start making a move here. And this was uh, this was big for him. That was that was a big and win for him. What's wild to hear about Khalil Roundtree, and I like that you use the term nut cutting time, is that in the broadcast they talked about that it was before this fight that he finally decided to like commit to this full time train year long in Las Vegas rather than just take breaks in New York. Um, you know, in between fight camps. So, I mean, 32, 33 years old, uh, a bit of a thin division. Maybe we see him in a title shot in a year or so. Khalil Roundtree has one of the best uh, personal life sections on Wikipedia of, every, of any MMA fighter. Um, I'm not saying something because we got dudes like Blagoy who's just surviving, getting shot in the stomach and stuff. It's one sentence. I'm sorry, two sentences. Roundtree enjoys moshing and spin kicking in the pit. He's a fan of beatdown hardcore music. Second sentence isn't so much important to me. This dude's a UFC fighter throwing fucking spin kicks in the pit. <laughs> like, seem kosher with with pit culture is, is is I'm familiar with that. I mean, look, you're supposed to be pushing and shoving and having a good time, but you know, strikes usually aren't permitted. So <laughs> I don't know. You might, you might be taking it too far. Yeah. By the way, that's uh five straight wins in Las Vegas for Roundtree. He's got four straight overall. These last four have all been, I'm assuming, in front of zero people, if it says Vegas for all of them. But man's getting getting wins there, man. Getting wins. And, um, yeah. Terrence McKinney, man. Um, I think you guys, I'm not sure if you guys pay attention to Terrence McKinney, uh, McKinney. All of his fights end in about three minutes, basically. Uh, not always in a good way for him, but just want to say, you, watch, uh, you should watch him fight. It's a quick way, you know, when it got, when like the fight ending in the first round is only like is minus 200. That's the kind of guy you're talking about, you know, at this point. He needed that win though. He had a couple bad ones. That was a big win for him. Um, over on the Bellator side, they got to sell this company. I'm just going to remind that this needs to happen. Uh, Logan Storley got a five round win over, I'm sorry, got a finish win in a five round fight. Over uh, Brendan Ward. 
um, the owner of um, the best Twitter handle in MMA, Swaggleberry Finn. Um, just makes me happy saying that. Uh, besides that, um, let's get to the news, I guess, huh, boys? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, news. I'm putting quotes around that. Zuck out here pulling Elon's punk card. <laughs> Called saying that Elon's not serious. <laughs> and that, you know, not serious about this sport. And then Elon, you know, saying he's making excuses, saying he needs to have surgery, yada, yada, yada. And then Elon's response to that was, Zuck is a chicken. Um, Quite honestly, it it sounds like normal banter between fighters. I'm going to say it like this. I've come to the following conclusions about this. One, um, Elon has no interest in doing this, actually. Nah. Okay? Nah. None. He ain't about However, that. However, this he, is a man. He saw, that, he, saw, he saw Zuck's dick root and was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and uh, there's the thing, though. This is the same guy who shit-talked his way into having to buy a $40 billion, $44 billion company just because his ego wouldn't let him back out of it. So I'm not saying he's not going to do it. I'm just saying he has no interest at the moment and definitely doesn't want to. Zuck, with every passing week, Mike, Zuck is about it, about it, man. <laughs> Zuck, <laughs> Zuck's about it, about it. Let me tell you, if you want to, if you gave me odds on will Zuck have a MMA fight, okay? Fuck it, for sure. I'm not for at, sure. Okay, I and think at it's this like, point, you're not even just referring to with anybody uh, with Elon, just with anybody. Oh, let me tell you, Mark and I figured out who he should fight this morning. Oh yeah. Okay, Mark, why don't you split Ooh, the lead? We figured this whole thing intri- out. I'm, I'm intrigued. Mark, go ahead. <laughs> no, there's only there's only one man. That would be Will. The original influencer <laughs> of uh, influencer fighter in the UFC. Okay. Sure. I don't. I, don't, I think that'll throw Mike because it, not usually known as an influencer, but like there's Same one shit. dude <laughs> that could that could get 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 the masses as interested. <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> oh. And, I think wow. they, um, and my main selling point is like having not even seen Zuckerberg really compete. I can already tell they're of the same skill caliber because CM Punk has never impressed me in any moments that I've ever seen him. And mostly because I haven't watched him wrestle. You know, I've really just watched him train MMA and then have those MMA fights. I know that would be a competitive match. Mike, look look in his eyes, okay? What do you see? It's a goddamn cult of personality. Two of them. Punk versus Zuck. In Zuck's eyes? No. In in Zuckerberg's eyes, I I see... Eyes reminiscent of Lieutenant Commander Data from the next generation. Dude, I'm not going to have, dude, this is, I'm like, you're late with these jokes. Zuckerberg's a full baby face now, okay? Zuck is like, Zuck is weeks away from Hogan and 85 level pops from this crowd when he comes out, okay? He's going to do the ear cuffing and everything, okay? Elon is more I like Hogan in 2022, <laughs> okay? 2023, that's what we got going on here. Yo, man. The whole thing also that we're gonna like fight at the Coliseum in in Italy. Oh, that'd which, be great. We all have the same question of like, do they even do stuff at the Coliseum in Italy? I didn't know it was a venue. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know it was an active venue. You <laughs> isn't it just like isn't it just like dilapidated rocks? I don't know. I, I feel I like thought. the UFC's That's been the out here with that gladiator intro for like you know, they had that for like ten years. We could have had this stuff happen. Um Yeah, I legitimately I Zuckerberg's gonna fight somebody. I really believe that now. I mean, do they still do that gladiator intro? No, they should bring it back, no, man. It bring it yeah. back. Fuck it. Why not? Um, Three hundred. They'll bring it back. 
Yeah, with the piss-colored cage, right? What are we gonna do? <laughs> yep, bring all the classics back. <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't lie. I get. Look, I do appreciate that if they show all the highlights. I'm at least like, oh, that was that event, you know, because yeah, they all kind of look the same. Um, they should bring back Condom Depot for uh, UFC 300. Sure, they still. I mean, why not? Depot still active. I mean, yo, people still fucking. Yo, Derek Lewis gotta- says he has a fight coming out soon. Let me guys tell you about Derek Lewis, who signed that contract. Ooh, that's some news. Derek Lewis signed an eight-fight deal, which is the UFC saying, you ain't never seeing Francis Ngannou again. Francis Ngannou is in the same zip code as you. You leave, okay? That's what that eight-fight deal means, okay? Um, the minimum they were going to pay somebody to fight Francis was $2 million. What is the, And, Mike, what is the minimum amount of money they would have to offer this guy per fight for this not to have been a bad deal? On your opinion, uh, there's no right answer. What's your opinion, though? How much would they have to offer? I think when we spoke last week about this, I think I said maybe 750k or a million a fight. That's what I was thinking too, because like, like not and not like 500 to show 500 to win. Like flat. nah, 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 flat, flat. yeah, flat either 750k or a mil each fight. I hope he did. Uh, Mark, I hope he handled this well because he was the number two pay-per-view draw in that weight class. I'm not even kidding. In the UFC, it's John Jones than him. Nobody has more name value, maybe Stipe, than Derek Lewis in that weight class. And Stipe do never fights. Do you legitimately think he's making 750? I think they, I think he was making 250 to 500 already is what the word was. I don't okay. think there's any scenario. Right. He's not a dumb person. There's no reason he signs that deal. He's a free agent. Why wouldn't he at least let it get to the free agent part? He's not a stupid I think, person. There's I no think way. he was there, uh, right person, right time. Because what were we discussing just a few weeks ago? Who would be a perfect person for for Francis to fight in his uh, you know, return to MMA? What heavyweights are actually coming up on the end of their contracts? And who came up? Derek Lewis, super popular. He was just going to be Scott. I think he was Scott Free after this last fight. So almost by a process of who else is there really, it would have been Derek Lewis. And I'm pretty sure if us three numbnuts thought of that, I'm pretty sure the UFC thought of it as well. Honestly, I think the UFC does not pay attention what they're doing that clearly and that carefully anymore. It's like the same way to go out there and book like, six fucking Aussie dudes on a pay-per-view two months before another Aussie card. You know what I mean? We're like, you're like, why wouldn't you just have these guys fought on the Australia card? Like, what are you doing? And now we're getting there and they're fucking screwed. Um, that main event got official. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I, I really think it got to fight week and they had to, you know, they lost that Wonder Boy fight and they're still not, that's a whole side note, that whole fucking explanation about why Wonder Boy's not getting paid. But then they're like, okay, well, it's no problem. We got Derek Lewis. We'll put him in the main in the main car. People fucking love Derek Lewis. I guarantee you there was a moment where they all looked at it and said, maybe Derek Lewis gave that interview where he said, yeah, I'm a free agent at the end of this fight. It's true. I legitimately think Dana White might have looked around and said, we let this motherfucker mm-hmm. get to his last fight on his deal, and we're going to put him on pay-per-view, on pay-per-view against the journeyman heavyweight where Derek was the underdog, right? And we're all thinking Derek might be mm-hmm. done, but like, th- what happened was in no way a surprise. Like that was a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. I do not think that they planned for that, and I think Derek Lewis is a too smart of a fighter to, in any way, 
not gotten a good amount of money secured. Immediately, he gets a Manscaped deal. You know, immediately, I saw it. I saw an ad on Instagram. He's got a Manscaped deal now. He's got a Manscaped commercial. I mean, do you have anything to do with his contract, though? It says or UFC. Maybe it, says UFC all, it says UFC. It says they have UFC logos all over it. The UFC got a cut. Oh, okay. The UFC got okay. a cut. Okay. They also have like the Manscaped prep corner, corner and shit too. Isn't that a thing? You know, where they're outside and they're getting the really? crease on. Really? I, don't I thought know. it was the prime prep corner. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. There's something over there. I think Raise there's your leg. I, check your cup. I, Mike, check I, would your be, I think because like he's not that. Here's Lift the thing. Because people would be like, oh, well, it's eight fight deal. Blah, 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 blah. Bro, he's not going to fight that many fights. He has nah, a bad nah, back. Nah, nah. He has a bad back. I know he showed up with abs. He's got a bad back. He's He always talks about being done soon. They have well, to think about this. Let's think minimum. about this. Yeah. As. As you may know, a lot of back pain comes from not having a strong core. This motherfucker got abs now, bro. Okay. Maybe he has a better back now. Maybe, he's but not his, oh, people he's, are also he's not just like, eight fights. People though. are also high where they're like, oh, if he goes and fights that fight, he'll be blackballed from the UFC. Let me tell you, nobody's blackballed from the UFC. If the U if they can this is the Vince McMahon school of promoting that Dana White is a subscriber to. And this is not a bad thing when I'm saying this. You're a promoter. If there's money to be made, they will work with anybody. Okay? Fucking Tito came back, Mark. Tito came back. Randy Couture came back. Okay? Wait, wait, wait when did Tito come back from? The dispute with the UFC. He didn't fight for like five years. I don't think the... he ever left. I don't think he left, though. Like he fought somewhere. They brought I mean, him back I'm, to I'm, fight anybody. But like Randy Couture I'm, came I'm, back. They bring Everybody comes back. Yeah. Fucking... But I mean, they, I don't think those... They never win anywhere else, though. Was what I think the difference there. I mean, I don't think it matters. Tito never fought anywhere else. I don't think it matters. I, 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 I agree with you. I, 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 I think there was bad blood or whatever, and there was, yeah, they didn't fight yeah. for a while, but I don't think they were fighting. I mean, but, yeah. um, I think, yeah, they've gotten paid, Mark. I don't think there's any scenario. I think 750, what Mike said, is the minimum. That's got to be my, minimum. my only concern is that I do, I can see, I mean, I agree with you that I think he's a smart business person. He And he literally went, I mean, I didn't hear about anything about his contract being up before he won that fight and was on the interview. I was like, oh, that was sh shocking, right? And we're like, oh, this is great for Francis. He found a good dance partner that we talked, we were talking about. So I think he definitely had the leverage there. My only concern is that, like, he always has seemed like a really big part of the UFC. Like, he likes being part of this brand and mm -hmm. being kind of loyal to the company. And I could see him somewhere being like, well, eight fights. I like the longevity. You can't cut me. For this long, even if I lose the next three, I'm still around, and you still have to offer me fights and still hit a good payday. So, like, my I mean, unless it's a no, unless it's a no cut, I'm we're paying you for eight fights no matter what in X amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. They always could cut them, so that could be yeah. So, I mean, look, he, he's a smart guy. You know, well, he you know, making, we'll see how these contracts work out with this lawsuit. He's not going to be making less. Than By the way, that uh, we have class certification in the UFC oh, lawsuit. True. Yeah, um, like that, that reared its ugly head for the UFC this uh, week. So wait, the, the, the word was that they were going to certify the class for over a year, Mike. So it is not a it is not a small thing that this happened, though. This is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Okay, hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of people are now part of this lawsuit. Question isn't if the UFC is going to settle, or at least try to settle. The question is what it's going to take to settle. To be honest. But it's going to take a long time also. These things take a long time. Dana White might not be running this thing by the time it's done anyway. Um, this is very much a threat to their business model of exploiting fighters. So, 
which, you know, if these motherfuckers would get their stuff together and put a union together, they wouldn't have, we wouldn't have to get this far. But anyway, here we are. Um, yeah, Wonder Boy's still not getting paid. You guys been following this saga of Wonder Boy's not getting paid? Uh, I mean, he didn't get, he, about got, last he, got paid, he got paid show, right? No. Nope. Not win, obviously. He didn't get anything. He didn't he get anything. Zilch. They got okay. zero. And then they said, uh, <laughs> Dana White's explanation of like, look, you can't just not fight and get a quarter of a million dollars. I'm like, well, we just learned that's his show money. By the way, Wonder Boy's making two fifty. Okay, Wonder Boy's making two fifty. Okay, Bobby Green apparently was making one sixty and one sixty. By the way, we learned that. Um, so strike force. <laughs> yeah, uh, not anymore. He's been like he's like ten years into the UFC. It can't be the UFC. Strike force concert. Yeah, contract at this point. But I always think these strike force guys had really sweet contracts, and they're like, look, I'm not. I'm not going to sign for less than this. <laughs> um, Dana White's like, look, you know, we, we offered him to fight somebody else in two weeks. We offered, what the fuck are we? Is this a sport or not, Mike? Is this a real sport? Because this guy's 41 no. years fucking year, 41 years old. And the last time he did them a favor, when he went all the way to fucking Liverpool to have Darren Till show up at 175 pounds and eke out a decision he didn't deserve, okay? And they're like, oh, you get a percentage of his purse. Man, fucking, this is, Wonderboy ain't got that many left. You know, and Wonder Boy said it. They said it this week. If you miss weight, I'm not going to fight you. I've I've been saying this on this podcast for 11 years now. Okay, Mark said this to me about weight, about cutting weight years ago. He said, when you sign to do, when you sign up for a fight, you're only agreeing to two things. You're not agreeing that you're gonna tra- you're gonna train hard. You're not agreeing to anything else. You're agreeing I'm gonna be here. And the day before, I'm going to weigh this much. That's all you're agreeing to. You're agreeing to two things. It's a big deal. Honestly, it's a big deal missing weight. So really, in a weight class, in a sport also where the weight classes are 15, 20, 10 pounds, these are large Mm -hmm. numbers to be off. People are talking in boxing about dudes moving up three pounds and being like, will their power carry? Like, this is a, a, a lot of weight. Pereira's huge. You know, Wonderboy's old as shit. He had to cut weight. You got. They should give them. That's what show money should mean. If you're, if I'm, I know every MMA manager is useless, and they're just essentially booking like the UFC. He's just there for the UFC to call me. Like, who do you got that can fight for us? Um, but for the love of God, if if a guy makes weight, he gets his check, right? Yeah. I mean, I I can get it from a business standpoint. I mean, when you put like the numbers on, like, yeah, this dude's about to make quarter of a mil for weighing in because his opponent couldn't. Like, that's that's a big blow for. And I mean, look, this is a extremely profitable company that's making a lot of money i can understand the business aspect of it as like yeah like we just lost a thing and we have to pay what what was like the total revenue of that one fight like if they had to pay both fighters i don't know but the the pay-per-view was sold and the tickets were already sold and the budget was already set that's true too what are we doing we didn't didn't even replace them with anybody and and there's another thing here 30 percent isn't always 30 percent because as you just mentioned, Wonder Boy is earning 250k. How much was this other guy earning? Yeah, what? Like, what, yeah, you're getting 30, percent but you're getting 30. Even if he, of even what? if he's getting 100 and 100, I'm gonna get 30. I'm gonna get 30 grand. Okay, that's what it is. Like, come on, man. This is, bro. Either this is a sport or it's not a sport, man. Like, it's really like, I know we spent a bunch of time talking about two fucking billionaires fighting earlier, but it's supposed to be the UFC, man. Let's get it together. By the way, when they start firing people at the UFC and WWE is September 20th. So you guys know that that is the day blood the merger. Is going to be a that's when we start firing production staff. By the way, um, who do you think lets? Who do you think gets let go? Uh, the Angel Charlie Arnold 
or Megan Olive? Oh no, I don't think it's gonna be no. that. I don't think it's gonna be that. I think, gonna be be, I think it's gonna be all. Don't the, think so? I think it's gonna be all the behind the scenes people. Also, yeah, Charlie doesn't have a job. Have. Charlie's Charlie's still working for the UFC. Does she work for the UFC? Yeah, she's oh. still she's still doing some of the shit that like Megan Olivi does. Yeah, no, I mean they're already both doing they that anyway. Love, they love that Megan Olivi. I'm gonna stand right by them as they walk by. I mean, look, you can get anyone. Yeah, to just do get it, Kayla like, to do all this, Mike. <laughs> Kayla could do all of it. Just get Kayla. Yeah. Kayla, by the way, immediately Charlie Arnold. Char, Mark doesn't give a shit about this, but Charlie Arnold said a bunch no of like anti-trans, anti-gay shit. You know. By the way, now that she works for Fox News, and people are like, "How about these tweets you used to post?" She's like, "I didn't mean that," because she used yeah. to be like pro-right. But then Kayla, Kayla, who's works for WWE, immediately afterwards is like, "I support the entire blah 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 blah," because she is also, you know, a member of the community, I guess too. But so yeah. Anyway, we're down the rabbit hole too. I'm saying they're gonna fire like production staff and shit like yeah. that, and office workers, and you know, which I don't know. I'm sure the UFC has about twelve people working for a total. So that's the WWE's got oh, a lot more than that. I wonder if they're gonna fire the cameraman for Fuck It Friday. What's Fuck It Friday? It's the it's the thing that Dana White does every Friday he when he says grilled cheese sandwich or yeah. some shit. <laughs> they still do that. I wouldn't be surprised. That 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 person's not going away. The the vanity Dana White blogger. That person's got a job for life, Mike. Don't worry about that guy. He's fine. Jesus Christ. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, by the way, Wonder Boy, nicest guy, nicest MMA fighter that people say. Literally, what the sure. joke was he wants to fight for the nicest motherfucker title was the joke. Um, but you got to make an example of him, right? Because other people God, fucking realize, you know, we got we we get we they treated Wonder Boy like that. God knows what they'll think about my fucking, you know, prelim fighting ass, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. To go in and think about it, yeah. Wonder Boy flew all the way to Liverpool for them. You know, Wonder Boy went fucking here and fought that guy. Wonder Boy there fought that guy. You know? Yeah, and they did that to Wonder Boy. I don't think that was an accident. You know, making a statement. Making a statement. All right, uh, should we just pick some fights, guys? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, UFC 292. Uh, as we mentioned, coming coming to the TD Garden Arena. Um UFC 292, uh, something like the, uh, what number is this? This is the 660th UFC event, by the way, UFC 292. Wow. 660? 660. 660. No. Okay. Um, Bellator is having Bellator 300 soon, by the way. Shout out. Four title fights, man. Nice. I would have 100%. Yeah, we're doing a big. Mark, I really thought that was going to be in San Jose. I was going to have a conversation with you like, hey, man, no, let's no, go no. in that arena for 12 fucking hours because they have four title fights. Um, that would have been cool to go to. But it's in San Diego. So, mm-hmm. which would be good for Liz Carmouche. She's from San Diego. You know, sure. I'd appreciate yeah. it. We'll talk about that as it gets closer. UFC 292, uh, headlined by Sean O'Malley, Aljamain Sterling. Betting line for this one, we've talked on and off about since this fight got announced. Um, what I see right now is uh depending on what site you use um i see minus 260 on mine for aljo to plus 210 on uh for mr o'malley but when i look over at bet mgm minus 275 to plus 210 for sean o'malley man, i'm getting better odds than bet mgm i need to take advantage of this mike um aljermaine sterling uh 
last fought like 20 minutes ago. No, I'm kidding. He fought like three months ago. Mm. We haven't seen Sean O'Malley. Um, since the yawn fight. Yeah, since the yawn fight. Um, where they almost had to administer oxygen to the man, it looked like, after he was done winning. I, after he won the fight. I watched that fight again, by the way. Uh, I got thoughts. What'd you uh, think? I still thought Yon won. Um, I didn't think ever, even at the time, it was some giant robbery, though, to be honest. But I did think Yon mm-hmm. won, even watching it again. I realized the first round was close. That's really what happened. The first round was close. And you have these fights where the first round's close, and I'm like, this might come up. And it did. Still thought he won, but I don't know. Yon fucks up and fights. Yon just manages to give shit away a lot here. Um, Aljo just took out uh, Olympic champion and former double champion, Triple C himself, Henry Cejudo, um, back in May, even though one of the judges thought that Henry won, which was baffling for people with eyes, um, quite frankly, to see that. Um, he has won 10 straight fights uh, since losing to Marlon Moraes. Um, really just doing nice work. A uh, man with a 14-3 and UFC record, looks like. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just knock it out here first. I'm picking Aljamain Sterling. I don't think that's a surprise. I've been picking, I pick Aljamain Sterling in every fight. I think I've picked Aljamain Sterling in every single one of these fucking fights for quite a stretch here. Um, so, yeah. Um, I just, and I think people are being a little bit dismissive of Sean O'Malley, to be honest, where they're like, Aljo's just going to bulldoze him and yada, yada, yada. Man's a good fighter. Sean O'Malley's a good fighter. And I was listening to Aljamain Sterling get interviewed by Ariel. And uh, part of the reason I'm even more confident about Aljamain is that Aljamain recognizes that Sean O'Malley is a good fighter. You know, he's a good fighter. He works hard. He's got a skill set that's unique. He's got good hands. Um, I just, I mean, I said I was going to need my UFC stats. Um, Aljamain Sterling took down an Olympic gold medalist four times three months ago. And uh, Sean O'Malley got taken down six times by Peter Yawn in a three-round fight. Did not look like he had the gas tank to go five in any way. Um, if O'Malley's going to win, I think it's got to be inside of two rounds. I also think that he does not, unless he's greatly improved his grappling, um, I just don't know how he's going to survive five rounds of Aljo being on his back, which I think is what's going to happen. I think Aljamain's going to get on his back and he's going to finish him, to be honest. Somewhere around round three, if I had to guess. Um... I mean, Aljamain said it to himself. He beat Sean O'Malley's striking coach, like, his grappling uh, coach six years ago. Like, guy didn't figure out then when he was a black belt. This guy's going to figure it out. So, yeah, I just don't think it's going to be a good night for Sean O'Malley. Um, if I'm Aljamain Sterling, though, I don't want this to go to the judges because the UFC doesn't want you to win. The judging has been wild in this sport recently. Um, you almost got fucked over in the last fight you had by judging and you're fighting an Irish guy in Boston and you're black right. in Boston, all these things. Um, I, uh, Sean, uh, Aljo's got to get this done early. So I got Aljamain though, getting this done one way or another. Um, not impossible, but I think Aljamain's got his number here. Mark, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the you know, most logical way to look at this fight is that, you know, Aljamain at this point has really proven himself um, in this weight division and with the competition. I feel like for a long time in his career, there had been enough either missteps with a couple losses here or there, or just not fighting what a lot of people considered at the time, the top tier 
talent at this division to really necessitate him being at that level, right? Until I think most recently, I think the Yawn fights did a lot of credibility. Now, of course, the first one, there was a lot of controversy. I think he clarified that with the rematch and, and won handily there. The CCC fight the big feather in the cap at least to me and you can look at dj uh, dillashaw which is also a good win but somewhat compromised with the injury and stuff like that so i feel bad for the guy because he is very talented but the performances and the opposition he's faced hasn't really allowed him to kind of evolve into the kind of superstar he should be with with what he's accomplished um that being said stylistically he matches up extremely well against sean o'malley i think the grappling is going to be a huge detriment to sean um but to your point too bob like i think sean is very slick on his feet. His footwork is really good. I also watched the Peter Yan fight again. And in that third round, when Sean was really using his feet to get away and create angles, like that's where this dude's really dangerous. When he can put things together, we, when he can shuffle in and out, we can get into range and throw that killer right hand. Who do you think won? You know, dusted people. Um, again, it was really close. I, I, it was one. it was, I had the same feeling at the end of the day. It's like, Sure, I think he did maybe just enough, but like the third round was close because Yon got some takedowns and did a little ground and pound and landed some decent shots in the third. But Sean landed some good shots too. They both landed great. I shots think they in gave the him second. one and three. I think. Yeah, I think that's how think, it went. Yeah, yeah. So I think two. He definitely he lost that round because he got cracked hard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I what I did like is like what he showed in that fight is like he could scramble. This dude is not completely inept on the ground. He knows how to do switches. He knows a lot of the advanced techniques to get up. Against someone like Sterling, though, it's just like, I don't know if that's going to be enough. This guy rides better than a lot of other competitors. So I feel like, if, especially if he gets that back, right, which is one of his strongest positions, he's going to be very dominant there. But I also, and I think another huge factor is this is a big fight for Sean, obviously. It's his first title fight. It's the first time going five rounds. There's a lot of new caveats here for him to to overcome, to be competitive. And then I do feel like there's a bit of a skill deficiency there. I, I do think Sean's probably the more dangerous guy standing up, but Sterling has shown that he can hang. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there. the gap is smaller with the striking than it is with the, again, unless grappling has changed it's greatly. Sure. Unless it's changed and it might have, people pick up quick stuff in this space, especially when you're young. I just like, he got taken out six times by Peter Yon. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think the most likely scenario is, I think honestly the most likely outcome is he wins a decision. Because I, I do think Sterling has a style and a, a rhythm that like he's not going to force anything sean will have to make a a mistake for him to capitalize and, and really go for a finish and really kind of you know sell out to go i mean look rear naked chokes are kind of tough to get at the highest level you know you really have to kind of piece two and three things together to get it under the throat to get you know not to have the guy not lace you out to not be able to escape. It's not the easiest thing in the world. I think he can absolutely get Sean. I don't think he's going to force it, right? I think he'll just be like, look, I'm in a good position. I can do some ground and pound here. I'm going to win these rounds. I'm going to win the I'm going to win the fight. I'm going to maintain my belt is his highest priority besides potentially showing off and trying to get a finish. So I, I, do, I can easily see it going to decision, but I could also see Sean making a mistake and Sterling capitalizing on it. And a, to a smaller degree, I can't see an outcome where Sean is able to create an angle and with his power be able to potentially beat Sterling with a knockout, but that is very slim. Like I think things really have to align for him. He really has to be able to get an angle and a shot. Cause we've seen, you know, unless you get caught with something you don't see from Sean, like we've seen him. I, who is that guy that he, he busted up for three rounds? Martino, yeah. I was going to say, away. it's not a lot of one hitter quitter stuff going. I mean, like he, you give him an aging MMA fighter, he'll put him out. And I know Aldro cuts a lot of weight, but like, 
I Aljo got knocked out by Marlon Moraes, but he like didn't he eat a full didn't he eat a full fucking knee? Is that what happened in that one? Or yeah, yeah, okay. I think it was something like that, but I don't remember how it It was some shit like that though. He ducked into some horrible thing. But yeah, so I do feel like, you know, the smart money is on Sterling. I think there's a a a sliver of a chance Sean could maybe get something off here, but it would really be it would be somewhat of an upset, I feel like. But I um, mean he's a fucking he's a fun fight, an interesting fight, in a fight I think Sterling I mean, look, I, I think there's a lot of like Sterling feels like he does. He's doing the Dana White privilege thing. Like this fight is going to benefit him probably more than he thinks because like he needs these big. Oh, you know, Mark, he actually talked a lot about sells. that today. He talked about it. He mm-hmm. says, I think this is going to be a good fight for me. Because Ariel's like, who do you think the UFC wants to win? And he was like, he says, this is like, he's making a, he's like, I remember, he's like, I'll make the Khabib and Connor comparison on a lesser scale. Um, sure. That fight did a lot for Khabib. Khabib never sold anything mm-hmm. before he fought Connor. You know, this kid's not Connor, but, you know. No. I just, I, I honestly, like, in a world where Aljo says this is it at 135, you know, and he's going to go yep. up to 145 and he wants to do champ champ. I don't think one, I mean, Mike, they disrespected the shit out of this man after that last mm-hmm. fight. Do you ever remember what happened here? We're like, I don't know how often they bring a challenger into the cage to face the champion. Let's start with that, okay? Like, in general, they weren't doing that for anybody. But, like, he's in there with his family. He just won, whatever. And then, like, he goes on the MMA hour. And then, like, he's saying he's hurt. And he might he might be able to fight if he can, like, you know, be right. And then the UFC just announces this fight. And then, like, they, they disrespected him so badly to for Dana White not to look like a piece of shit. He bought him a Lamborghini. That was his solution to all this shit. Like, they fundamentally disrespected this man. Um, Mike, I mean, if he wins, we'll talk about whether we think he's going to get this fight against uh, Volk, because I firmly don't think they'll give it to him. But Mike, who do you think is going to win this weekend? Let's just get through that part, at least first. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's going to be Aljo as well. You know, I think Sean, his frame can present a lot of problems for... Algermain in this fight as it does for I think a lot of people in this this division just considering how much taller Sean is than than everyone else but I gotta assume that's pretty much gonna be it Sean probably has the striking advantage but it's probably not gonna be by that much um not to beat a dead horse not to be a dead horse is that, is that how the saying goes anyway not to beat a dead horse but as you guys mentioned Aljo is a much better wrestler than the last guy Sean fought, and that guy took him down at will in that fight. So, is Sean a a, a live underdog just because of you know his his striking? Yes, but I'm really hoping that that line gets to about minus two hundred so that oh, I can just lot. hammer that. Minus two hundred's a lot. I was Look, gonna say man, get like, down to minus I, like two forty maybe. I can hold for a lot, man, but, you know, like, dude, make it worth my while. Dude, Aljo's looking like he has no body fat. He looks just made of gray. Uh, did you, Mike, I sent that to you. They met, they saw each other at the uh, at the Performance Institute. Yeah, Marab's a little shit-stirred. Marab's a little shit-stirred, too. I love Marab. Oh, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm Sean O'Malley, I will run, I will do everything in my power not to fight Marab Divishvili. Because, oh, my sure, God. Yeah. Like, that might be the only guy in this weight class that I would be like, I don't know if Aljo beats him. Just because of the pace Marab puts on. I feel on. the same way. <laughs> because, like, I mean, I think Marab is the reason Aljamain cleaned up, like, really made his um, 
his wind, his stamina improved greatly. Because I remember Aljo yeah, gassed. He him, yeah. Remember he gassed in that first yawn fight. Aljo, don't, Aljo doesn't gas. Aljo will grapple with you for the next fucking 45 minutes now. That's because, like, Marab took Yawn down something like 35 times. Some stupid number like that in the last fight. He just keeps going. Um, if I'm Sean O'Malley, I want nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do with that at all. Um, give me Marab versus Corey Sandhagen for the interim, for the uh, vacant title, by the way, when this is all said and done. If Aljo really leaves. Just sure, saying. I think that's fair. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. Um, all right, clean sweep there. Um, co-main event, Zhang Weili versus uh, Amanda Lamosh. Um, I got, uh, I wouldn't really go with the odds here first. Zhang coming into this one, pretty decent favorite, if I'm not mistaken, at minus 330 is looking like over at the DraftKings, minus 350 at MGM, plus 240, plus 260, Amanda Lemos. Um, got, I got Zayli, well, I'm getting this done. Mike, who do you got? Yeah, I got, I got Zhang as well. Two, two really good strikers here, two really dynamic strikers, uh, I have Jong as well. I think she has the better stand-up, more control. Um, not to say that Lemos, Lemos isn't good herself. I mean, she, she what? She got a KO win against uh, Marina Rodriguez in the last fight, and Marina's a was very good. Yeah, and Wong on leaves her opening as well. Wong will leave openings too. Like we saw that. She yeah, kind of, she's, she can go, she's she can go to, she can go very Vanderlei Silva with this shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it, she yeah, could hit so. Her. <laughs> So that provides some some openings for for Lemos in in this fight. So I still have Jong, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at putting let's say ten or twenty bucks on just a straight Lemos by KO. Yeah, I think Mark, where, where at, are we at the point in this weight class where she should probably fight Yan Zhong on after this one, or is there somebody else coming at one fifty? Is this, is this Tatiana's well, weight mean, class? How close is Tatiana? Is Tatiana there? Because Tatiana right, wants it. She said she wants. She said I want it now. And is Blanchfield at this one too, or is that one twenty-five? I think that's one twenty-five. Well, I mean, I, I in what's going on with Rose, right? I think that's always uh, one twenty-five. Of... She said oh, she she's fighting. Uh, she's yeah. fighting. Uh, I don't remember who. She looks a little okay. bit bigger. Though. She's putting some muscle mass. She's going one twenty-five though. Okay, fair enough then. Um, yeah, I mean, I got Wing too. I mean, I think Lemos is an interesting pick. Right, I feel like a, a lesser-known commodity in, in this division, um, but again, hasn't really fought this level of competition quite yet. Hasn't really measured herself against it, except with Jessica and Draj, right? Who she lost to? She got you know arm triangled standing up. So like when you look at that comparison, like you know who is a high-level competitor that she's fought against and how she did. She didn't do particularly well. You know her last fight, she looked a lot better. Um, I think why I really like with uh, Wailing too is um, her grappling. I think that Carla fight really showed like. You know, that was one thing that, you know, I mean, I, I think she she battered Carla first and then, you know, was able to to grapple her and get her in that submission. But I think Wailing is just a more well-rounded fighter. But, you know, and again, like on paper, this this fight was weird, right? Because I do agree with you, Bobby. I don't remember who that other um, female competitor was because she kind of just blew up on the scene, too. That seemed like the fight. Yeah, on Joan on. Yeah, you have to. I thought the whole point of this giving Whaley 45 titles, like she got a title. Re she got a rematch against Rose for no reason. Like immediately, right? She, I mean, yeah, and, and, yeah off, a, off a quick yeah. KO. I mean, I thought that was the fight to make to make it in China to make it, you know, to make sure you had a Chinese champion at the end of that Chinese event. I think would have been a big smart move to make, but they went with this angle, which was kind of out of nowhere. But like, it's an it's a compelling match, and having learned a little bit about Amanda, it's like okay, this could be 
more competitive than I feel like in my head when it was first announced. Um, but I still have Wailing getting it done. So, um, Ian Machado, Gary versus Neil Magny supposed to be uh, Jeff Neal. I think Neil Magny is probably a better fighter than Jeff Neal overall. Maybe, maybe not at this. I don't honestly know rank. Let me look at the rankings, but um, Neil's coming in at number 11. Jeff's coming in at number eight. Uh, Machado, Gary, Ian Machado, Gary coming in at minus 13. I thought this was a good chance. This is a good opportunity for see what we had here, Mark. I thought this was a good opportunity of us. It's not that I, not that I think this is a pushover, but Neil Magny's had about three days of notice that he's fighting anybody. Um, Gary's looked really good to this point, but he's coming into this one big favorite because of the short notice. Nearly minus 400, depending on which book you're at, to plus 300, 10-ish for uh, Magny. Mike, do you have any reason to not pick Ian Gary here? Uh, you kind of cut out for a second there. What was that, Bobby? Do you have any reason not to pick Ian Gary here? The only reason you could say not to pick Ian Gary is, I mean, Neil Magny is a veteran of the highest order. Um, even on such short notice, um, you could see him just defaulting. So, you know, his bread and butter, um, going in for, for, for grappling. Um, I did some research for once, um, and Neil Magny, he's beaten a bunch of strikers in his last few fights and the people he's lost to are grapplers. So if he's going to have an advantage anywhere, considering, you know, this is a real late notice fight it would be him just leaning on his clinch work and if you consider who ian gary was supposed to be fighting who's a striker maybe he i mean there's also that he has to adjust to a new opponent as well in a very short period of time he got dropped in that one fight too like he came back and won it but he got dropped was that the last one or the one before that he got dropped in mark do you remember the ian gary one talking ian or ian he got dropped we were draw- we were hanging out. We were watching. We were at a friend's house. I remember. I pulled it off on my phone. He got dropped, and he still won. But I'm trying to think. Was that it was before this last one? Yeah, remember. must have been before that. Because this was back in. Yeah, no, it wasn't Daniel Rodriguez. He kind of ran through Daniel Rodriguez. Um, either the song Canon or the Gabriel Green one. One of those two. Um, yeah, Mike. Neil Magny's not either way. This, though. Yeah. Either way, I'm picking Ian Gary. Yeah, yes. I'm with you, Ian Gary, Mark. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's kind of crazy. Like you almost, yeah, I do almost want to pick Magni just because, like, I do feel like there's a little I, one. I've been off this Gary train for a while, and it didn't serve me well in the last fight. So I think I picked against him. Last I thought time. you were driving this train for a while there. What happened? I was, and then I I swerved off crazily, and then like I didn't see his last fight where apparently he looked fantastic. Um, and I've never been. You've always been the Neil Magny yes. fan, or that, or that one guy we had, and I've always been like, I don't see it, dude. Like, like this, I think this guy is good. Like, he's, he's well rounded. He's a B everywhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the thing is like, and I think I think Mike kind of said it well. Like, you look at who this guy's fought. Like, he's been around. Mm-hmm. Like, and look, he has, he has. I mean, Mike says like he lost the grapplers. I looked at his thing. Like, he lost against strikers too. He's got a loss against yeah. almost any type of fighter out there that yeah. you could kind of imagine. But I mean, like, you've been around. I mean, he got wins around the type of fighter, too, in fairness, yeah. too. I mean, he's a... Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, he has a style. Like, like you said, like, he's he's at a skill level where, like, someone in a specialty can beat him. And I think Ian McGeary is kind of, like, a special, a striking specialist, right? I think his, his hands are probably his most dangerous weapon. His stand-up is his most dangerous weapon. <sighs> and, 
the line the line i'm just like i don't know if i agree with like minus 400 that's a lot for magni like this dude like if it wasn't short notice it wouldn't be anywhere near that i would think it'd be right? closer i mean to is that really just it you know what was it with I'm jeff gonna... neal let me see if i can find the jeff neal line while you're talking so what do you, what do you think mark i will say i mean this is this is this is a ballsy play i could i could go magni i'm not i don't feel confident it's not the guy it's the guy i usually wouldn't pick against the guy i was i was supposed to be very hyped on I feel like that could be the smart minus move here. one seventy to go over Jeff Neal. This is entirely the result of the short notice. I mean, I thought Jeff Neal was gonna. I thought Jeff Neal. I was. Oh. I was. I, Jeff Neal looked real angry with the bullshit Ian Gary was pulling about putting his yeah. face on a mugshot. And Jeff Neal did not look like somebody you wanted to mess with. Uh, I know fighting with emotion isn't great, but I thought Jeff Neal was gonna hurt this man. Um, just putting that out there. And it's also do I want to make it interesting because we might all. Oh no, we got Chico Vero Pedro Munoz coming up here, buddy. That's, you uh, think that's gonna? We think we're gonna got close odds. on that one. I don't know. That's got close odds. Maybe not though. Honestly, giving up. You know what? Let's let's have some. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go mad. Do you have, Mark? Do you have that far back? I am a Mike. You got to do something. Okay, I'm not winning this year. All right, Mike's winning this year. Well, honestly, we're it. like four months out. Mike's winning. This yeah. Thing. Yeah. I need you both to shut. The fuck up. <laughs> this is like what you're talking but, about. This oh, is what you tell Mike that Jessica I mean, look, win the <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna catch up with him if I don't make some, some ballsy moves here. And I feel I don't know. I'm gonna go Magni. Let, let's do it. He's gonna sub this kid. Come on. Come on. How many days? Five days notice. He's known since the ninth. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> <laughs> Five more days than you and I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what did he? What was he doing five days ago? Was he eating pizza? Who knows? <laughs> he was probably training. <laughs> it's in Colorado. You know what? Though? You know what? He's trained in Colorado. I don't really think he's gonna gas. Magni was literally cutting weight just for fun when he got the phone. Seriously, call. I don't oh, think. I mean, Look, he trains I in Colorado. He's always in shape. I don't think it's gonna be as bad. I think he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose. I don't think it's a matter of the. I mean, short notice doesn't help. This is the most thought Mark's ever put a Neil Magny fight. <laughs> yeah, I'll regret it. Let's go Magny. Come on. Put it down. Mike, throw it down. This is going to be like a, like next time Magny fights, Mark's going to be like, I got burned on Magny, and we're going to be sitting here like, <laughs> you picked a guy with I can't like, pick a, I can't pick a no notice. Fight. My life depends on <laughs> Um. All right, I think we got Cheeto Vera. Uh, oh, sorry, Mike. Oh, you picked you picked Gary too already. What am I talking about? I, I picked Gary. Yeah, um, Cheeto yeah. Vera, Pedro Munoz. Cheeto had a rough one in that last one, man. Uh, Corey Sandhagen really uh, took care of business. Grappa just really grappled his ass all over the fucking place. A couple times now that he's done that. Um, I love this fight, though. Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz uh, never got that rematch with Sean O'Malley. Don't know why. Felt that it seemed appropriate. He won the first round on all three judges' scorecards. Got eye-poked in the second round. We couldn't have done this? Couldn't have kept going? No. Anyway, uh, he beat up Chris Gutierrez after that uh, in April. Um, Pedro Munoz can win a fight pretty much everywhere. Um, betting odds, Cheeto around minus 185, I'm seeing. Um, uh, now I lost the other end of it. Fuck. Plus 154 for... Who do you got, Mike? I have Marlon Vera in this fight. Shit. You're right. It was a shame that... Vera lost his his last fight, but it was a split decision loss to San Hagen, so so very close. How the Besides fuck was that, that a split decision? Hey, you know, like no, like seriously, what is going on? 
So the way it was a split decision is that one of the judges thought he won more rounds. Thank you. It's very You're welcome. Well. Thank you. Um, but besides that, I think that Marlon Vera is just a little better than Munoz in most facets of the game. So I think this is going to be a decision win for, for Vera at the end of it. Hey, I, got, I, got, I think Cheeto's going to win here. I was hoping Mike would pick Pedro Munoz. I think this is. I think Pedro's a live dog, though, to be clear about this. I mean, these odds aren't an accident as close as they are. Pedro's a really good fighter, and it's hard to look good against him. He's never been finished before. Um, well, I guess he got eye-poked. But, you know, he didn't lose. Way to do it. The fight ended, you know. Mark, who do you got? You make big moves here with Pedro here. <laughs> nah, I mean, maybe maybe that was the move, and I shouldn't. I was going to say, you want to change your mind on this? Can always change it, man. Yeah, we're still on the show. Uh, but I, I was, I mean, I was also going Vera for this one too. I just, I just, I feel stylistically he matches up a little better, but I do feel like it's close. Um, that's probably what it's going to be. Like, look, this is this is the thing. Every week, you basically pick all the same fights. Mm-hmm. We're always going to get one, at least one or two wrong, and it's just figuring out which one of those two it is. And it's probably this one. This one makes more sense than the Magni one. I just see Magni getting that sub on Eaton Gear. I see him doing something <laughs> stupid. His, his name is Machado. Isn't his, isn't he married to fucking jujitsu royalty or something too? Like, I don't know, is he grappling? I always see him knocking people out. I, I mean, I guess we'll find out if he gets tapped out maybe, by Neil Magni or not. Maybe he hates his in-laws. Could be that too. <laughs> There's something to tell me it's Magni and Vera. Fuck the, and it's fuck totally the Java martial art of yours. I'm going to knock people out. Does Gary have a bunch of subs? I'm like not remembering. Am I like misremembering? And again, it is one of these things. Like I didn't see, I didn't see his last fight, so it's very much like his most impressive thing is not the clear so thing in my memory. Ian Gary's wife is a Machado. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's how they came up, and I guess they now both have they t- changed their last names to Machado Gary rather than her by by going by Gary. Okay, and he's got one sub on his record. She's so four. She, he's twenty five. She's forty years old, but. She's this. forty years old. Yeah, nice pull though. Honestly, way to go. Way yeah, to go. Way to, no, I'm saying way to go, player. Ian. Nice pull on Ian's on the inside. To be honest. Um, all right. So you got you going Cheeto again. Cheeto with this one though. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Chris what Weidman, Brad Tavares. We haven't seen Chris Weidman fight since his leg snapped like a twig. Uh, without he, uh, I think one of the, one of the few guys ever to win a fight without throwing a strike. Was uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hall in that fight? Um, that happened ooh, two years ago. Two years and f- uh, twenty-eight months ago is when that happened. Uh, Seventeen seconds into that fight, it wasn't like it was going particularly well in this man's career before that, though. He had lost five of seven. Um, pretty much from the moment this man lost the middleweight title, everything went bad. Um. Betting odds for this one, uh, where he's taking on Brad Tavares, a man who's lost two straight to uh, Dricus Duplessis, Bruno Silva, uh, lost four of six. Uh, though, man, we all love Brad Tavares on this show. He's here always. Uh, betting odds for this one, um, not particularly uh, looking good for the All-American there. Coming into this fight at... Plus 220 on DraftKings and BetMGM to minus 275 or 270 for Brad Tavares. Mike, the, the betting line made me do a double take um, when I first saw it this morning. Um, who do you got, though? Are we 
are we picking this fight just because it's Chris Weidman? Mike, like, Mark, Mike doesn't want to pick the fight. I see what's, what's going on. What's the point in picking this fight? No, we got pad the record. We got to we got to pick You're the so record. It's a, a pay per view. We got to we got to. We're picking this fight. That's why. <laughs> Ugh. Um. Mm-hmm. Chris Weidman is washed, bro. Like, I can't believe I'm picking Brad Tavares, but I'm picking Brad Tavares. Come on, man. Like, Chris Weidman, go, go run a wrestling school in Long Island or something. Marcus. Uh, you know. I, I pick my big balls pick with Magni and also I gotta follow the line to some extent here. But like I, I look, I could see Weidman being able. It's to, not to that hard to see. His odds are insane. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, look, I think there's a big injury, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a huge injury that that is you know career changing, um, and I don't think it's unfair to question how he's going to return. Um, and look, like you said, love Brad Tavares, like. This is this is like when I say journeyman, I mean it like in the highest compliment. Like this dude has been fucking around, and he gets them W's, right? It's just against these top guys, he always falls short. And the real question is like, is Weidman that caliber of guy anymore? And it's really hard to say that with confidence, right? I think that's why the line is where it's at after this long injury. Um, yeah, it was bad. So be- picking- it was bad before the injury, man. It was already bad. Yeah, it wasn't going well. It was not going well. So I'm I'm picking Brad, and, it, and, and I have a lot of the sentiment of Mike. I'm not like, why are we picking this fight? But I could see like it feels a little dirty. Like this is a fight a couple years ago. This wouldn't be the scenario at all. It'd be like, oh, Weidman's gonna wipe the floor with this guy. This guy this is the championship caliber fighter here versus you know a guy that you know has sometimes no, a hard nobody, time streaming. Nobody wipes the floor with Brad Tavares. They just That's happen true. to. That's true. Eventually, I've thrown enough punches and the bell. They ring the fucking you know bell at the end of it. No, I mean his last fight, he did lose in three minutes. Yeah, so. that's why I <laughs> think one of us should be picking wide. And, and Ed Edmund Shabozian knocked him out pretty quick. Yeah, I got, I got I got I got Brad <laughs> I got Brad also. Um, but I really thought about picking Weidman, and if this podcast ends before I do, it'd be helpful actually because I might Look, actually. All I'm gonna say is next week we come back. Weidman demolishes Brad Tavares. We it's not that like out of the question. Honestly, I don't like, think it's no way, it is no way out of the question that that happens. Bro. I think I think I think Mike served himself up a real hot plate of words to gobble down. So let's just put that in our back pocket because that scenario where that does play out, which I do like you think could very well happen. Well, one of us should have picked you know, it. <laughs> well, I mean, who's got the balls, Bobby? I'm, I'm down. I can't fall farther behind. You, I gotta, you're I can't a big fix. loser. You're the big loser. You got nothing to lose. I, I got to at least believe it's going to happen. <laughs> Look, I believed RDA was going to win. Okay, right or wrong. Okay, yeah, I believe yeah, it. Right. Um, all right. When I start overthinking what I believe, is where I end up in situations where you're picking against yeah, Derek well, Lewis. Final, and you know, yeah, he knocks a motherfucker out in twelve fucking seconds. Um, used to be like this guy's the next coming, but what? Looks like we got a um opponent for Mario Batista. Um. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, it's nobody any of us know. Uh, that's even less. That's even less time than Neil Magny has. It is m- Damon Blackshear. That's not a real name. Yeah, it sounds like a black pirate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Damon Blackshear. I think he's fought in the UFC. Maybe. Let's see how many. Let's see how many UFC fights does this guy have, so we feel bad about it, guys. Wait, are you are you just really mispronouncing Damon? It's D A apostrophe M O N. What am I supposed to do? Okay. Nope, that's And his that's nickname the is Dumb Monster. The man. Okay. Oh, okay. If his nickname is Dumb Monster and his name is Duh apostrophe M-O-N, it might be Damon, quite frankly. I just want to know how many fights this guy's had in the UFC so we can feel bad about not knowing who he really that's, is. 
that's such a cool name. That's kind of like that that football player that his name is literally the coldest ever. Yeah. Okay. Who, what's your guess, guys? How many UFC fights has this guy had? Three. Two. Four. Oh, all right. Yeah. This is his fifth one right here. Um, all since 2020. Oh, end of 2022. He got one in there. Um, yeah, this card could have been was better when I had. I mean, I think it's okay. I was really looking forward to Rob Font versus Song Yudong. Um, all of Song Yudong's fights have become must watch to me, to be honest, because I both think he could maybe be something in this weight class, and also think this man is a fucking crazy person. All these fights are, you know, wars. Every one of them. Um, fucking Corey hit him with everything. Doctor had to stop that one. Um, all right. Uh, I think that is it. Um, we can do stuff we like and then call it a day. Um, I don't think I actually have anything. I don't know if I, I watch. I watched more of Jack Ryan season three, and then I watched uh, season the rest of season two of How I Met Your Father. Um, season three. Oh, what three seasons of it? Of oh, what? Uh, How I Met Your Father. Oh, no, I'm, I watched the second half of season two. I meant. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've watched some Jack Ryan season three, and then I watched like the second half of season two of How I Met Your Father. Show's okay. It's all right. It's got some good stuff. It's got yeah. some. It's just a good background noise, to be honest. You know, I was putting a mechanical keyboard. I was changing all the keycaps. That's what I watched. You know, while that happened, and I also watched the entire first season of the Ninja Turtles cartoon that we all grew up watching as children, because they what put the, the whole th- they put the whole thing on YouTube. Holds up. <laughs> Just want to say it holds up, right? Did you kn- did you know that? Um, I think I, I forget after which season uh, Michelangelo stopped using the nunchucks because of a uh, censorship in uh, the UK and in Europe. Well, yeah, I don't know. So what do you use? Just punch, punch, yeah, and kick motherfuckers and throw? hate fun. I remember, I remember as a kid thinking, why does he always use the grappling hook? Oh, that's lame. <laughs> Mike, uh, Jessica Andrade says Amanda Lemos hits harder than uh, Zhang Weili and will win the UFC title by knockout. So just, you know, looking up real quickly what kind of odds we can get on this right now. Just taking a peek. Um, Lemos by knockout is plus 550. Just, I mean, I'll put time. Uh, <laughs> What happened to no gambling? And now you're like, I'm buying graphing. I'm gonna buy, you know, I'm gonna buy a fucking gaming PC. We're throwing five units on Aljo. Fuck it, let's throw money on Lemos. Why not? Why? Why put my business out on the street, bro? Yo, send you know, games. Like, send us games that uh, that Lavender Goom should buy. Now that he has a gaming PC. Speak, speaking of which, I enjoy that. My thing I like this week. It's the I buy power. Um, you know, just format where they let you know step by step where your PC is in the process, man. Dude, that power. is pretty nice. I buy power has been a good site for a very long time. So that's, I remember my brother bought something on I buy power like 10 years ago at least. So, for, for example, I opted in to get text, and throughout the last few days, I've gotten text. We've be, we started a bill uh, gathering the components, we've gathered the components. We've assembled your PC. We're QCing it. We completed the burning process and we're starting the packaging. Well, they haven't completed the packaging yet, so that's where we are. But we're on the on the way, baby. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't got a lot. I'm really not a, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, Marcus, what do you got? 
Uh, yeah, I've been gone for a couple weeks, so there's a handful of things. Um, first week, uh, you know, me and the missus went on vacation to uh, San Luis Obispo. That was really great. We stayed at the uh, Madonna Inn. Uh, it's something Christine, I'd never heard about the Madonna Inn, um, but it's kind of a really kind of unique resort type hotel place where they have like, it's almost like if it was built in the 60s, but was looking for like this like, weird art deco kind of style. All the rooms have like different themes and stuff. We got this, um, like it's called it the Irish Hills room. It was really nice. It was, you know, our vacation was not very long. It was just a couple nights there, but it was great. It was a really good time. I really enjoyed staying there and we'll probably go there again at some point. Um, outside of that, then we got COVID. <laughs> so then we had a week that we were kind of just isolated. So um, I think, Mike, you mentioned this a while ago, and I mentioned it, I think, when you talked about it months ago. Uh, a big kind of um, blind spot for me was a lot of these Studio Ghibli movies. And, you know, ever since I got Max and they have all the movies up there, I've been meaning to check some of them out. And we finally did. We watched uh, Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor, My Neighbor Totoro. Loved them. Um, I mean, I always knew there was something unique and special about the Ghibli movies. And obviously, like, they've captured, you know, a whole culture or society much like disneyland ha or disney has with uh, you know the american youth um ghibli has with you know young japanese people and i can absolutely see why like what amazing those two films in and of themselves let alone all the other ones i've yet to watch like just build such a unique fun world like especially i of those two i really liked kiki's delivery service it just kind of builds your imagination of like what this kind of like world is like with these witches and you know and there's just Uh oh, he like halfway through. It's like there still hasn't been a conflict. Uh oh, we drop out a little bit. Uh, you're back. You guys hear me? Okay. Oh, okay. Anyways, I watched Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor Totoro. I thought they were amazing. I'm gonna watch more Ghibli movies on Max. They've been fantastic. I really can't recommend those two enough. Let alone the other ones I haven't seen yet. Um, let's see. Other than that, she's nothing else is coming to mind. Oh, uh, you guys mentioned on the show, um, and maybe you finished it off last week. I, I did end up watching all of, uh, the first season of twisted metal. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, <laughs> I was so surprised. Um, cause the first scene they showed when they actually showed, like, this is what our show is, was so bad. It was so cringy. Um, it was like, man, <laughs> there's not a snowball chance in hell. This movie's going to be of quality at all. Um, and then you watch it and it's like, this isn't that bad. Like you, I, I think the first couple episodes are its worst and you do have to kind of like get through it. But I think there's enough there. You could watch those and be like, okay, this isn't that bad. Like this isn't like so bad. Like I can't bear it. Like there's something here. And as you get on, like there are definitely, and, and we talked, me and Bob talked about it today. Like it, it is weird tonally where that show goes. Cause most of it is very slapsticky kind of slapsticky, dark comedy. <sighs> There's a lot of jokes, you know, this thing's a fucking machine gun uh, rifle with jokes. And look, does everything hit the mark? Absolutely not. But some do. Um, but there's also scenes that like have fucking heart and meaning in like real fucking acting. And I think um, what's her name? Stephanie um, Beatrice. Beatrice. Like she has some scenes like when when they're showing her living in SoCal and like how they treat like their servant class and her brother and stuff like there's some fucking acting going on like there's moments in this show like there's some real acting going on like there's some real emotional and character development stuff and then it's just filled with fucking crazy you know gory bullshit um but shout allows... out samoa joe speaking of the gory bullshit samoa joe took care of business in that regard <laughs> marcus yeah. you still there so i mean i, I was just 
Yeah, I, I cut off for a second. My internet's choppy. Um, so I'll, I'll wrap it up. But I, I was surprised. Um, I think Sony, these Sony video game properties have been delivering higher than I would anticipate. And they've been doing a pretty good job. So it's interesting to see where they're going to go from here. I think there's talk about doing like a Horizon Zero Dawn show. That's going to be or movie or something and a God of War. Like these are going to be kind of difficult properties to navigate but so far i think like the uncharted movie i thought was totally fine i thought that was a fun ride you know it, i don't think it like you know blew anyone's mind away but i thought it, it, it delivered and i think this show exceeded expectations as well and i think i'm i don't think they got greenlit for a second season but obviously there looks like they're planning to and i think it will because i think peacock just needs content and i think this show has kind of garnered enough goodwill that they'll put some money into to doing a second season so it's interesting to see them kind of correct ship here so i'm interested to see where they go from there but Man, it's gonna be interesting to see uh what shows make it out of the strike just that i'm okay that, that that's a bigger thing it's like there's no a, like that's yeah. a real that's a real concern i'm not sure if like i mean it wasn't that long ago i'm sure people were alive but if they remember like we lost a lot of shows last strike man a lot yeah of the landscape was, of yeah. entertainment could vastly change because of the strikes and stuff so i mean that, that that's a more valid point but if if things were to return fairly soon from normal i would think that you know this garnered enough goodwill surprisingly um that it would generate enough buzz for a second season especially especially with peacock i think they need shows that have any kind of like groundswell or have any kind of connection so for this show to kind of from what i saw like a lot of people including myself really enjoyed it i don't know if it did enough to move numbers for peacock um but i wouldn't be surprised well um just a few episodes in yeah. I think it's worth writing out. I, I thought it was a solid show overall. Yeah. I mean, again, like the tone for me, the whole like, but yeah, the whole thing about like how they're treated when they came over. I was like, this is a real allegory for like, you know, people who get like brought into this country mm. with coyotes and stuff, you know, and shit like that. It wasn't an accidental story they were telling there. And like, then at the other time we're making, you know, Mackie's pretty much playing Mackie telling the same jokes he yeah. does and everything, you know. Um, which I think he does a good job of like he's not bad at that but it is a lot it's a lot of jokes and like not everyone's gonna land you know but I think it helped too Christine kind of enjoyed the show too so it was very much an easy like yeah I'm put another episode Mike you ever watch Flash roll. you mean the TV show no Ezra Miller show movie no I haven't seen it yet okay I'm waiting for it to get on a digital service okay why are you looking at me all weird yeah, because I rented it. Um, I'm not paying money for that shit. No, you read between the lines, Mike. Yeah, it's been on there for we, a uh, month. Looks through a little crack. Wait, it has? It's for like a month. <laughs> yeah, you have to check right now in the middle of the goddamn show you're hosting. All right, <laughs> Mike. You got to dig deep too because it's a little old. What's your turn? It's what do you right. got this week? Oh, I thought I had already mentioned it. What game PC? Yeah, I went, I went first. I buy power, bro. Oh, okay. I thought that was just me bullshitting with you. All right. No, no, no. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Why do you get it? So it says it's supposed to ship on the 16th. But if they're already sending it to packaging a few hours ago, then it might it might send out by tomorrow. So perhaps sometime middle of next week. Just, you know, trying to figure out what day I'm going to beat your ass in Uno with you having good graphics. You know, dude, Civilization's going to look sweet in this, by, this week. By the way, um, one other thing. Our our so-called friends here on the East Coast, 
they they need to put some respect on the name of Power Washer. And that includes my dear girlfriend, all right? Oh, they were giving we got some me, haters? <laughs> they were giving me so much shit over the weekend when we were over at our friend Sal's house. Just because I mentioned with supreme confidence, when I looked over at Sal's, uh, Sal's neighbor's house, when I mentioned, I could power wash that, that, that house. You could? <laughs> I could. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. Uh, what 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 spurred the gaming PC? Because obviously you have something to play games on now. But was there is there something coming up that you're like I need to uh, out? I've been wanting to get a gaming PC for a few years now, and with most purchases that I do, I like to do this. If it's a really big purchase, mm-hmm. um, I never like to do it spur of the moment. I like to ooh, I want to get this. Oh, let me think about this. Let me just sit on this for a while. Okay, and depending yeah. on how big the purchase is, I may sit on it for a long time. And then I'll wait for something to spur me into action. And okay. the this thing that's Yeah, and, and the thing that was finally the catalyst this time was uh Baldur's Gate three. Okay. Um, okay. I I don't wanna play it on my controller. I would rather play it with my mouse. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel you. Yeah. And and look, as someone that I'm kind of surprised, and I'll, we'll keep it short because I know we're, we're running along. I'm kind of surprised how much groundswell Boulder Gate 3 has gotten. Um, as someone that played the Divinity games and thought they were fantastic, and when they announced Boulder's, Boulder Gate 3, it's like, oh, that's a perfect match. This developer with this property, it goes hand-in-hand hand so well. And they've been early development for a couple years now. I've heard nothing but good things, but it's been shocking since it's come out. Like Everyone's like, this is the fucking game of the year. Like This has really blown people away. And even even still, I personally was still like, I don't know. Like I played Divinity Originals. Those games are so big and they're so dense. I always drop off after like twelve hours because there's just so much. Like you'll get stuck in the first town for twelve hours because there's so much shit you can do. There's so many different threads you can kind of go. And I get you get in all the threads and it just takes you know you get kind of lost in it. Um, I watched someone play for an hour and I was like, I can't watch them play anymore because I'm getting spoiled on stuff. Like it, it instantly drew me. It drew me in so quick. I went from like I don't know if I want to buy this to like okay now I have to fucking buy it. So um, I was just curious. Bobby mentioned that you were getting a gaming PC, and I knew you could you could already play stuff. So I was wondering if there was something that kind of I, I mean I could coming out, but I this makes sense. And you mentioned it last week that you were looking forward to the PlayStation. I'm glad more thought went into it because uh, when you told me from idea to execution, it was about four days because I was just like, well, there's this. I sent you to I buy power, and then like three days after, you're like. Hey, what about that? I buy power, and I'm like, well, there's this. <laughs> this well, will work. <laughs> it, I know for you on your end, it seemed as if like I just thought of it, like I want to get this, but I had already done a lot of background research, like throughout the years. Like, all right, well, what's what's good? What's like what what are the different types of cards and stuff? And yeah. so I already had a fair amount of maybe what I wanted and. You know what things are the things you should really really be looking for in a gaming pc and what things really matter um so yeah i'm looking forward to it i still have to really decide where exactly i want to put it because this isn't a laptop this is gonna just have to be parked someplace so i'm wondering if i'll have to move around a lot of my uh 
miniature painting stuff that's in my uh, computer desk in my bedroom and just put it there because I don't want to have to move it a whole bunch of times. I just want to park it one place and that's it. You can't just park it underneath you right there? Like in front of you? I, I, I could, but I don't want to have to just move it in a few months when I kind of move my, my computer setup into the bedroom. Mm, gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, in fairness to me thinking about how much t- I thought you put into it, was the first time we hung out ever, ever, I said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to Best Buy to buy an HDMI cable. Does anybody want to roll with? And you said, I'm going to roll with. And then I bought an HDMI cable, and you bought an Xbox 360 and a television yeah. and a bunch of games or something. That was all, that was all one day. That was all one day. You need a TV. Yeah. You need a game system. I was just watching this happen. I did not know you that well. And I'm just like, it's you, me, and our friend Sal. And I'm just... I turned to Sal. I'm like, did he tell you he's about to spend a grand on stuff here? And Sal's like, uh, nope. <laughs> I was not aware. <laughs> Just watching this happen. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, it's great to have you back, Mark. We like doing this with all three of us. I want to yeah. thank Junior for joining us a uh, week before last. Um, yeah, that was great. I listened to that one. That one yeah. was fun. It was considerably better than the one without Junior. <laughs> so by last week, Mike and I were like, what are these fights they want us to watch? What is I didn't have a road trip, so I just kind of skipped that one. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to be back next week. We're going to see if we got any new champions. Uh, none of us seem to think so. The way this is going, no one seems to think we're going to see any new champions. But I'm excited next week for us to talk. Or is it even next week? Yeah, next week. Of course, it's the- why would they skip a week? For us to talk about this card with Max Holloway versus the Korean Zombie, Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann, Giga Chikadze versus Alex Caceres. That is a good one, by the way. That is a really good fight. Um, And then this one, Talia Santos, Aaron Blanchfield. Woo! That's an interesting fight just to throw in the middle of a card in Singapore. All right, just to throw in the middle of a card in Singapore. Um, actually, a really good card, to be honest. A really, really good card. Yeah. I think there's a decent chance a Korean zombie uh, throws those, leaves those gloves in the cage. Either way, honestly. I think either way, there's a decent chance. Um, all right. Um, until then, I was Dr. Law. That was the returning DJ Mark. And that was our first place leader in the clubhouse. Definitely going to win it this year if he blows it. It's a 1986 Red Sox level of failure. See, I gave you one. I gave you a year the Mets got stuff done, Mike. I gave you a year. That's going to happen if Mike does not get it done here. By the way, you guys are going to help pay for the belt. I paid for this thing myself. If I'm going to mail it somewhere, fucking motherfuckers got to pay the other parts of this thing. Um, Anyway, thank you all for listening. See you all next week. Peace out. That day I bought the 360, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you something. No reading got done for class the next day. I imagine it didn't. I was just watching this happen, and I'm just like, you know, this kid rolls like this. This is what happens now. You just waiting for a ride for Best Buy, man. That was it, Mike. That was what I was wondering. I'm just like, what would he have done if I didn't give him the ride? Was he going to buy any of this stuff? I probably wasn't. I don't know what you what the goal was when you started, but just more and more yeah, stuff was, in and up in the I, card. What, 
when I went over there, I was planning on buying all of that. It's like, yeah, I got a Best Buy. Fuck it. Why not? All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out. <laughs>